Welcome to episode number 15 of the Outside Scoop podcast. I'm Dustin Stortzum, joined alongside the 2019 Expedition GM of the Year and future Expedition League Hall of Famer. Jackson Bruce is back from Hawaii. Yeah. Jackson Bruce, you're looking good. You've got the the Bush Latte cowboy hat on today, and uh, you're, you're finally back. I finally have my co-host back. I'm back, baby. I feel good. I just relaxed for 10 days in one of the most beautiful places in the world with the most beautiful girl in the world. I'm I'm having a great day and I'm back with you. I've been waiting for this day for since our last podcast in studio. So I, I'm excited, man. I'm I'm excited to be back. We got a good guest on today. We're gonna have short stack and we got some great topics. So I'm ready, dude. I am pumped up. Yeah, we we've got a we got a great podcast for you guys um, this afternoon. We're we're sorry for the delay. I was actually on the beach as well. Um, I went to Charleston, South Carolina, for a wedding this past weekend, and uh, finally back. I I put on some sunscreen when I was at the beach, Jackson, and uh, I'm looking at my arms right now, and uh, you know I got shorts on today. It's 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 a cloudy day here in Nebraska, but still a nice one, and I can tell the spots where I missed on my body. I look like I have uh, poison ivy. Because some spot, some spots are just darker than others. I still have sunburns in certain spots, and uh, my ankles and like the top of my feet, I just forgot to put sunscreen on, and so those are just burned to heck. So it, it hurts to wear socks right now, but it's all right. You know, I got a little tan on, got a little color in me, and uh, I can't complain. Good for you, man. Good for you. I'm I'm happy for you that you got some sun. I got some sun. Sun, dude, it it does wonders to your mood. Does wonders to your mood. It does. It really does. I mean, just getting out in the sun and relaxing. I finally, um, finally went to the ocean as well. Um, I've been to the Gulf of Mexico, but you know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, that doesn't count as the ocean." So finally, being able to go to the ocean was, you know, that was a that was a cool experience. You got to go into the Atlantic Ocean. I got to go into the Pacific Ocean. Man, we are world conquerors. We are. We are. I love it. Magellan. And we're finally back, and and that's the main thing. That's right. For the people. For the brand. This is for the brand. This is for the people. Let's get right into our buzzword topics. You want to start us out today? Yeah, man. We, I don't know what it is with these Arby's managers, dude, but they're unhinged. So a manager at an Arby's fast food restaurant in Washington State in Vancouver, Washington, has been accused of urinating into a milkshake mix that might have been served to dozens of people. I shouldn't laugh at that. (laughs) So the newspaper reports police in Vancouver uncovered footage of a 29-year-old man peeing into a bag of milkshake mix as they were executing a search warrant on his phone as part of a child pornography investigation. That part's not funny. No. But the funny part is like... So the court documents say the manager acknowledged urinating into the mix, but he said he was, quote, almost sure he threw the bag away. He told that de- detectives that if he didn't throw the bag away, it would have been served to customers. So, so aside from aside from like what they were actually investigating, I want to hear a buzzword for this man peeing in a milkshake mix. I was going to say juicy. <laughs> juicy. You know, before I heard the the second part of it is um, so yeah excluding the second part juicy um I, I couldn't imagine what like the customers the customers are like oh what is what's this extra salty taste Ugh. um in Ugh. My shake right now you know i asked for a chocolate shake not a salty chocolate shake not um, not a chocolate and lemon <laughs> but um yeah that's that's my buzzword man what a creepy 
disgusting story. My, juicy. Yeah, and I, I'm more confused. Like, yeah, he's getting investigated for this other thing. So why is he peeing in a milkshake mix? Like, I, I, like uh, <laughs> I'm so confused on the, the thought process here on why you're going to pee in the milkshake mix when there's obviously probably a restroom so at did Arby's. He like, was he like... Did he text someone saying, yo, bro, I just peed in this milkshake milkshake bag or I think they looked at like security footage is what I, they he they got they uncovered footage of the man. Oh, okay. Oh, now I'm 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 connecting now. I'm connecting. He must have recorded himself peeing in this thing because they were they were doing a search warrant on his phone. So he must have been a sick man and just recorded him peeing into this milkshake bag. Oh lord. Some people do. I don't get a lot of people's mindsets in this world. There are some strange, disgusting people in this world, for real. Oh, yeah. And that was going to be my buzzword is disgusting. How am I ever supposed to trust, you know, uh, like fast food place? Because you hear stories all the time. Like 99.9% of fast food places are like fine. But then you have like these stories like this and you're just like, what really goes on behind the scenes? Like if I don't. You know, if I have a different tone of voice when I pull up to the drive-through, am I gonna get you know pee in my milkshake? Or yeah, yeah. Because like I've heard of like people hawking loogies and stuff, and just right. putting bugs and stuff. It's disgusting. And but like, yeah, this is gross. This is disgusting. But for me, I guess the logic for me is like two things. One, why why are you peeing in it? Why don't you just go to the bathroom? And two, like, why would you record that? Yeah, exactly. I, I record myself doing stupid things a lot. I one time was at the um, Lake Oahe, and I had uh, my Green Bay Packers hard hat on. I don't remember why I brought it out there. But uh, I, I got two beers, and I did the Stone Cold Steve Austin, except for I did it. I, I bashed him over my helmet. Right. Like, I do stuff like that, but I'm not peeing in milkshake mix. Right. Dude, like you know, it. maybe one time on Facetime, I put a cowboy hat over my no-no square. You did. I was on it, and you were flexing. It was sexy. Not that. That's okay. But yeah. just don't pee in milkshake bags and serve them to customers. You can record yourself doing a lot of stupid things, but don't record yourself doing anything sexual, and don't record yourself peeing in a milkshake bag. Yep, I, I think we can all agree on that. So, word to the wise: <sighs> taste test your milkshakes. Oh, no. <laughs> don't even taste test your milkshakes. I love it. <laughs> Let, let's get into our next one, Jackson. Let's. Oh my gosh. Um, Xander Bogarts. You're a big fan of Xander Bogarts. Huge he's fan. St. Louis Cardinal before you know it. But uh, Xander Bogarts jokes about a chant from Red Sox fans before his home run. Um, so after Boston 6-3 win over the reigning American League champions, Bogarts admitted he was uh, cognizant of the chant. Wait, wait, hold on. I, I'm lost here. You might have to fill me in. This this website's like bugging on me right now, Jackson. Are you on the Nesson website? I am. It's my Oh, my dude, I love Nesson, but their website is terrible. So, yeah, so he was, he was up to bat. I was okay. watching the game at this time. Everyone started chanting, you know. Uh, extend Xander, you know, like that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, the website's popping back up. Yes, I see that now. Okay. So, so they're they're chanting, you know, basically extend his contract because they're, you know, 
He's a good player. Boston would like to extend him, but is Boston going to compete? I think that's the big question. Um, and so basically, Jackson, from my understanding, he hits a home run. He does. He he hits a home run. He said, I heard it. If I struck out, I, it wouldn't have helped my cause. And that's true. Uh, he hits a home run. It was a laser, too. Over the monster. Fans going nuts for my boy X-Man. So my buzzword for this is uh, it's money, dude. It's money. Xander Bogarts is a top five shortstop in Major League Baseball. 100% top five shortstop. He is the unquestioned leader of the Boston Red Sox. This guy, by the way, here, I'm going to pull up some stats for you since you always bash on my dudes. Xander Bogarts. Hey, hey, I never bashed on Xander Bogarts. In fact, I said he was going to be a St. Louis Cardinal by the end of the year. He's not going to be a St. Louis Cardinal. This man this year. Have fun with Paul DeYoung. Yeah, you have. He's having fun in Memphis right now. The guy, the guy stinks. Xander Bogarts is hitting 346 this year. He is. He's on top of his game, dude. He is. Uh, you know, only three home runs, but his power numbers fluctuate between 20 and 30 homers a year. So he's got time for that. But he's got eight doubles. The guy has an on-base percentage of 400 which at this pace it would be the highest of his career. His slugging percentage at 477. This guy is having an incredible year. He gets MVP votes every year. He's been an all-star only three times, which is blasphemous. Give this man his money. Give this man his money. The Red Sox, I love Hein Bloom. He's done a lot of great things for the organization. Being a huge Red Sox fan, I love what he's done when it comes to building up the farm system, everything like that. But give this man his money. He wants to be in Boston. He has said, like, at first he's like, I don't want to talk extension during the season. But now he's he's pretty much opened the door to the Red Sox and said, hey, it's your time. Sign me. I got Scott Boris as my agent. They call Scott, I'll talk to him. Get this man his money. Get Raphael Devers his money. Lock these two men up to have the best left side of the infield in baseball, dude. I'm ready. Get Xander his money. He hit a home run to show you he deserves it. Xander is the he's the best shortstop in the league currently just with how hot he is, but he's a top five shortstop every year. You got to give this man his money. Well, like, I mean, in Boston is starting to play a little better baseball. Way right better. Now, after after a, a slow start. Um, do you still feel the same way if, you know, we we're at the the all-star break in Boston is 10 games under 500. Yes. Xander really? Bogarts. Xander Bogarts is the unquestioned leader of this team. He is the captain. Give this I mean, man well, his money. But but again, what happens if this team's just not working out and you got to, I mean, who goes first? You don't need to trade anybody. There's no need to trade anyone at the deadline. There's none. We, you don't need not, prospects. Okay. So, so if you're not competing, you're 10 games under 500. The Yankees are going to be however many games over 500 because they're just playing unbelievable baseball. They're right going to they're going to start falling. But anyway, which which they might, which which could be true. But the rest of that division is good as well. So, I mean, what? So, so you're saying if they're not competing at the deadline, who cares? Like, we'll just go again next year. Yeah, this team is not bad. This team is good. And Xander Bogarts is a, a key part of the future that's the thing like it's not like he is a guy that is for sure gonna walk when you have a guy that's for sure gonna walk you don't sign him back like albert pujols they should have traded albert pujols the first time around with the cardinals 
if think if so? they weren't if they weren't competing, they were competing though. But if they weren't right. competing, that would have been an instance to do so. But a guy like Louis not compete, right? I mean, right. But a guy like Chris Bryant with the Cubs last year, that was a perfect candidate because he's not a part of their future. Xander Bogarts is a part of their future. He's 29 years old. He's still young. He is going to get his money, but he's not going to be overly expensive. He will give a Red, the Red Sox a hometown discount. I guarantee it. He already gave them a huge team-friendly contract the, this time around. That's why he's a free agent at 29 instead of a free agent at, like, 27. Um, they, even if they don't compete, he's a part of what their future could be, and you don't need to get prospects for him because, really, next year there is a lot of money coming out the books. J.D. Martinez is going to be gone. That would be a trade candidate. Because J.D. Martinez is not part of their future. That would be a trade candidate if they're out of contention. But Xander Bogarts is not. Dude, Paul DeYoung and Mundo Sosa and Jordan Walker would be a good package deal for Xander Bogarts. I don't want Paul DeYoung. Nobody wants him. Not even the Cardinals. Cardinals Number one prospect. The Cardinals don't even want him. No, we don't. Give Xander Bogarts his money, Mr. Bloom, Mr. Henry. What's your buzzword? Mine is majestic. I love moments like this. Um, there was a moment the other night, and I know you're not a, I'm not a Yankees fan either, but I know you're definitely not a Yankees fan. Yeah, I hate fan. the Yankees. But uh, there was someone chanting it, uh, Giancarlo Stanton, and they were like, overrated, and then he like just blasts a three-run homer. He is overrated, um, I though. I love moments like that. He's a I bum. love it when, you know, fans are chirping. And, and in this instance, it was a good thing. Like, they were like, extend him, and then he drills a home run. Um, but I also love it when fans are chirping at players, and then a player, like, hits a bomb or – um, you know, uh, some pitcher strikes a star out. I just love that. And uh, I think it it brings good moments to baseball and it shows that baseball can be fun um, because there's been a lot of like criticism of baseball as of late. I know there was a, a Twitch streamer not too long ago who said he went to an Angels game and he was like, it was the most boring four hours of my life. He said the most entertaining part was trying to watch drunk baseball fans chug $18 beers. And I was like, man... And I'm one of those guys that I could sit at a ballpark from sunrise to sunset and just watch baseball all day Um, because I feel like it takes a a certain type of sports fan to to really get into baseball and understand it. Uh, But we we need to make this game fun. We need to make this game fun for adults and kids and uh, show why baseball is America's pastime because there's just a lot of a lot of around baseball right now, especially with how the baseballs are and players aren't hitting it as far and average is way down. Um, not Xander's average, not Xander's, not I'm Rafi's not average in baseball, Nolan Arenado's, but, um, Oh, yeah. you, Nolan Arenado wishes he could sniff Xander's average right now. Oh my God. What's Stop. Nolan Arenado hitting? Nolan Arenado is the, is a top five player in baseball right now, by the way. No, well, he, he's probably number five behind Xander Bogarts and Raphael Devers. Okay. But let, stopped. let's move on to our next topic. Uh, so there is a silhouette of Johnny Cash on a water tower in the great in his hometown of Arkansas, and someone decided to enhance the image with a bullet. And the results, according to TMZ, are hilarious. This bullet hits squarely on Johnny's junk, penetrating the water tower in the process, and it looks like Johnny Cash is. Taking a never-ending leak. <laughs> oh, in, in the city of Kingsland, a city of 500 that wanted to honor Johnny, the singer has been taking a leak for over a week thanks to the 50,000-gallon tank. 
it, it, the picture of it, it just looks like he's peeing off the edge of the water tower. I need your buzzword for this. This is hilarious, man. It's hysterical. Hysterical is my buzzword. Um, I'm looking at the picture right now, dude. It is so funny. How are they allowing this to go on? I mean, can you get, can you get some flex tape and just pop it on that bad boy? What's, what's that uh, stuff that that guy just whacks onto the side of like? Right, yeah, yeah. Get some of that. Just pop right on top. Right, right on. Uh, right on Johnny Cash's junk. I like Stop that. The leakage. Stop the leakage. 2022. Right now. But no, the picture's hilarious. If you guys have not, uh, if you haven't looked at the picture, you need to look it up. Just look up Johnny Cash Water Tower or something. Uh, water <laughs> Tower leak. It is hilarious. Um, I love it, and uh, I think it's all in good fun. Although that's probably going to cost some good money to fix it. There's uh, more than thirty thousand gallons of water that has escaped through the bullet hole, soaking the dirt around the tower. I, I wonder if they're going through a, a dry spout there too, because that would make things kind of worse. Not around the not around the water tower, apparently. You know, one of, yeah, like what if what if that's the only water that this town has? And uh now like folks are folks are bringing buckets to the water tower, like filling up water. Dude, they're they're actually on a manhunt right now to figure out who's the one who shot Johnny in the junk. You're not gonna find it. Sorry. Uh, he could face felony charges for tampering with this tower. Could you imagine you're in court and they're like, what are you here for? Well, I shot a Johnny Cash silhouette in the junk to make it look like he was peeing. I love it. I mean, that would be like like you go to prison and people are like, what are you in here for? Uh, I shot Johnny Cash's uh, junk. <laughs> I shot him right in the crotch. No one's messing with you. No one's messing with you. Our city has lost 30,000 gallons of water. <laughs> What's your buzzword? Oh, man. What, what would I say? It is... Uh, I got to find a good word. I got to find a good word for this because it's, it's truly, it's, it's incredible. I would say it's, uh, oh man, it, it's flowing, dude. It's flowing. It's a never ending flow for Mr. Cash at this point. And it just, it's, 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 it's so funny, dude. And just the pictures, I, I saw this story this morning and I thought it was funny. And then I just looked at the pictures again and I'm just cracking up. Cause like the one they have, like from the ground, it looks like it's just a shadow, and it looks like the stance of somebody peeing. It does. It really does. <laughs> He's just taking a never-ending whiz. I, I, Johnny Cash has probably some very long-standing records, but this one might be the longest pee of all time. Love it. R.I.P. to the man, an all-time R. legend. R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. The, the late great. Rest, rest in peace. Yeah, the last topic. It, this is your turn, my man. I want to hear this. This one's going to have all the smoke. So Patrick Beverly has been just going on a rampage on ESPN, like get up and first take. Um, he's just been going off the rails. And, and, you know, Chris Paul, I get it. The, this guy's horrible in game sevens, like literally the worst player of all time in game sevens. Uh, but for Patrick Beverly to just like completely slander, slander this man's name, he called him uh, a, a construction cone. <laughs> he literally called this man a construction you cone. You just go right he around said, him. He said, man, CP can't guard nobody, man. Everybody in the NBA knows that. What do we call him? Cone. You know, when you do cones, like in the summertime, you got a cone. You make a move. And what does the cone do? 
Yes, that that's what he he said about uh about Chris Paul. He also said that uh, he can't guard me. He literally can't guard. Uh, that's what Beverly told Stephen A. Smith. So obviously ESPN's numbers are up because I keep allowing this guy to come back on and talk basketball. But I want to hear your buzzword for Patrick Beverly's slander of Chris Paul. My buzzword, by the way, he also said, when I guard Chris Paul, I have steak and wine the night before. When I guard Steph Curry, I go to bed at 8 a.m. and tell at 8 p.m. and tell my girl not to call me. Dude, this guy's eating steaks before he has to guard Chris Paul. This guy is just, he's off the rails with this right now. I think that he's trying to, uh, I'd, I'd say he's, um, he's attention deprived. Okay. That's my buzzword, attention deprived. Patrick Beverly is not good. I, I mean, he's obviously a good basketball player if he's in the NBA, but as an NBA player, he's not all that good. He averaged 9.2 points per game last year in Minnesota. And, you know, for me, I'm sitting here like, yeah, this guy, he's supposed to be like a defensive specialist. He's supposed to be really good. I looked at his defensive stats, like one steal a game, that's not bad. But his total rebounds game is like 4.1. This guy doesn't really do anything. He's a role player. And he's talking smack about Chris Paul. He's a role he player. Pretty, he is a pretty solid defender, but yeah, outside of He's that, solid. He's not, he's not Ron Artest, Ben Wallace. He's not Giannis Antetokounmpo. No, but his uh, what what stat did I see? Like um, the the uh, shot make percentage of like when um, Pat Beverly is guarding you is like forty one point nine percent or something like that, which is pretty close to Giannis's. So for someone who's like six foot tall, that's, that's I'll give him credit for his defensive abilities. Like he's he's a, a good defender, but outside of that, there's just not much to him. He's a three time All Defensive player, but guess how many rings this man has. As many, uh, you know that logo in the middle of the Oregon Ducks football field? Yeah, there's zero. Yeah, that's how many he's got. You want to offend me with that? That's fine. That's fine. But zero. I'm not offending you, dude. I'm not offending I, you. I, I'm, I'm a Sco Buffs guy now. But, um, but yeah, he doesn't have any championships. They're just get, He's trying to make a name for himself, dude. This guy's a scrub. Honestly, he's a scrub. And yeah. we don't need to give him this attention. Yeah, Chris Paul's not good in Game 7s, but I tell you what, there's probably no better leader in the NBA and somebody who deserves a ring more than Chris Paul. So, Patrick Beverly, he's a bum. He's a scrub. He's buns. Let's Love hear what it. you have to, Let's hear what you have to say Luda about Chris. it. Chris. It's Luda Chris Jackson. Luda. Luda. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. This guy just wants the numbers. I get it. He wants ESPN to throw a bag at him when his playing career is over with. And uh, you know what? Listen, I'm not going to disagree. Chris Paul is probably one of the worst game seven players of all time. I don't know if the guy's actually ever won a game seven in his career, but he hasn't. He's over. Yeah, he's he's over. Okay, but Chris Paul is one of the greatest point guards of the modern era. He makes any team he's on better. Yes, it's unfortunate his his playoff woes in game seven are the way they are, but he is a man who deserves a ring. And I'm with Jeremy Lin, you know. Um, I, I hope CP three gets a championship before he retires, but like, how come all of a sudden Jackson, the world hates the Phoenix suns. I don't know. Like, what have the Phoenix suns really done to like, just be hated by everybody. Cause it seems like NBA Twitter just completely bashes the suns. Let me be real here. Out of all sports, Twitter, NBA Twitter is the worst. Oh, I hope they don't find this. I hope they don't find oh, this Oh, I do. Podcast. NBA Twitter, you guys are you guys are scrubs of the Twitter sports game. 
You guys are all, dude, they are always on the jock of all these NBA guys. There's LeBron Stan accounts. There's Steph Stan accounts. There's Giannis Stan accounts. It's creepy. And there are, and there's no factual basis to any of these arguments. Like you go onto football Twitter, they'll give you stats. You go onto baseball Twitter, they'll give you stats. No, these LeBron stands, they're like, oh my gosh, LeBron's amazing. I love him. He's better than Jordan. Why is he better than Jordan? Oh, because I can cherry pick these stats because he had longevity. Get out of here with the LeBron stats. Get out of here with all these Stan accounts. Dude, there's like Patrick Beverly Stan accounts. It's right. cringy. And the NBA Twitter is cringy every time. And they, dude, and they are bashing the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns have been bad for over a decade. And then they get good. And Devin Booker deserves a lot of credit. Chris Paul deserves a lot of credit. These guys just don't know what they're talking about on Twitter. I don't know why everyone hates them. I love the Phoenix Suns. I hope they're back next year. Uh, but yeah, dude, NBA Twitter is cringy, and I hope every single person on NBA Twitter hears this. So I actually have breaking news for you, Jackson. All right, let's hear it. And uh, I'm not sure if you heard this or not. You might have because, you know, you're in the office right now. I'm currently back in Nebraska, so, you know, I I might be getting word a little late. But uh, there's rumors. Actually, this is official now. The Pure Trapper games will be heard this season on DRG Media's River 92.7. That is true. I was actually in the meeting today. I was here. I was there. I was in the I, office. I, what was your initial reaction? I'm sorry to like break away from Patrick Beverly, but this is uh, kind of big news. Yeah, Patrick Beverly. We don't need to talk about him anymore. He's a scrub. Uh, yeah, so uh, my, my reaction to the news is just I'm excited. Uh, the Trappers, the Expedition League need this boost, and uh, we are the station to do it. Uh, being the ambassador of fun of the Pure Trappers, I definitely approve. I'm excited. Uh, get out and get the word out for everybody. John Hunt, obviously we've had him on uh, on the show. He's a great guy, great, great uh, guest. And uh, so, yeah, I'm really excited. It's going to be fun. Uh, you'll hear the voice of the Pure Trappers. I can't remember his name, but he's out of Oklahoma State. He's an intern. He's going to be a good, good addition. And, uh, yeah, man, it's going to be it's going to be fire. And uh, come out to the ballpark at Hyde Stadium and listen to the games if you can't make it. Should be a lot of fun. I'm happy to hear that. Uh, when we come back, Jackson, let, let the people know who's coming on the show. Yeah, so on the show, we're going to have uh, Minot Minotoro's Game Day Operations Director, Peter Theodos, a former Peer Trapper pitcher and intern, one of my close friends. Uh, he will be on, and he will talk about um, his rise to the top of the NAHL. And he'll also talk about some of uh, the fun elements of working in sport. And then he'll also play a little WWYD with us. Uh, and then um, he'll also tell us about his 12.08 career ERA in, in college. So we also have some other news. Uh, tell them about our, our new uh, advertisement that, you know, you can get connected with us. We finally have a price set and uh, how they can get a hold of you if they'd like to sponsor the podcast. Yeah. So you guys want to sponsor the podcast? We finally got it all set up. We're ready to rock. 175 bucks a month. You can get on here. You can have – so what will be is you will have a – you will have a read during the, po during the podcast, and then you'll have a 30-second commercial. And there will be uh, – you'll get advertising on our stations too. Jock Talk, uh, Dustin, when he does his stuff, he'll probably mention it. The Big Day, Dave – Chuck Hansen, Paul Raleigh, some of the golden voices of Pierce, South Dakota, will be reading about your business off the podcast. And then during the podcast, you'll get plenty of love with the 30 second commercial and some reads. So 175 bucks a month. Come get at me. 224-8686. Again, that's 224-8686. Or if you want to send me an email, Jackson Bruce at Dakota Radio Group.com. 
you can hit me up. We'll get you in the right spot so that your business can be a part of our podcast. We'll be right back here on the Outside Scoop podcast. Welcome back to the Outside Scoop. Your boy Jackson here. And we have a special guest today. He is the director of game day operations for the Minot Minotauros. He's also a former intern and former pitcher for the Pier Trappers. And at Lake Erie College, he pitched for the Storm. And he had a career 12.08 ERA. This is my guy, Peter Theodos, everybody. Peter, how you doing today? Man, I'm doing great here in Minot. It's not snowing for once. And, uh, we actually had our one day of summer, you know, it was 70 and sunny a week ago on Monday, and now we're supposed to get snow this week on Friday. So welcome to North Dakota. Hey, man, I, I have been in sunny and 85 degree weather for the past 10 days. And yeah, I can- I'm not jealous getting all those snaps of you, you know, just kicking by the pool, reading books, drinking beer, sending pictures of mongooses like you were just living the life out there, weren't you? Oh, when you see a mongoose, you're living the life, my man. So uh, we got Peter on. I'm gonna we're gonna do a little interview, talk to him a little bit, and then he's gonna join us from, for some WWYD. And so Peter, just wanted to start off, tell the people about yourself, man. What do you do? What uh, with the with the Minotauros? Kind of kind of give us a little background on what you do on a daily basis. I know it's a little different, but kind of give us the gist. Yeah, I do a little bit of everything here, from sales to graphic design, the marketing and uh, promotions to ticketing. Um, I, the, the term other duties as assigned applies to my job more than director of game day operations because that's literally what I do, um, which I'm taking on more of the sales role now. So um, that's the one thing that I really like about working here is I get to wear many hats and I get to do a lot of the things that I like to do in this industry. And, you know, you have to do some of the things you don't like as much, but I uh, I definitely have found that the sales part of this is definitely been something that I'm super interested in and have uh, taken a lot of pride in doing as well. Yeah. And so you're a personable guy. You do. I, I know you very well. You were in my wedding and uh, uh, worked with me with the trappers and, you know, sales wasn't what you, or you didn't really have sales experience before you went to the Toros. Uh, so kind of yeah. tell us, tell us a little bit about your path to where you got in sports. Um, so yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, you can really thank my mother for this, honestly, because I graduated college in 2019 and was supposed to go back and be a graduate assistant at Lake Erie. And um, before I graduated, like over Christmas break, mom goes, you're not spending the whole summer just sitting around. You need to find something to do. So I um, <laughs> I love to PA announce. I'm our public address announcer here. And as Jackson said, I was the public address announcer for the, the trappers. Um, so I just Googled PA announcer jobs and this one in South, what I thought was Pierre, South Dakota come to learn that that was no, nowhere near how it was announced, um, was available. So I applied for it and ended up getting the job and obviously uh, going out there for the summer and a summer that I thought I was only going to be out in the Dakotas for, you know, a few months and would never come back again. Uh, Cause what exactly is there to do in the Dakotas when I was first thinking about it. Uh, and obviously got the job offer here with the Toros after spending the summer in pier. And um, now I'm, entering my fourth season with the Toros and uh, 
don't have a plan on leaving the Dakotas anytime soon. I, I've come to really enjoy it. And uh, thanks to you and uh, going to the Expedition League All-Star Game here in Minot, I now have been a North Dakotan for three years. It's all my fault that you're stuck here. Yeah, it's all can, my fault. My, my, yeah, it's all your fault. And uh, you, my mom can thank you for that. Hey, it was great seeing your parents at the wedding, by the way. Shout out to them. That It was so cool seeing them there. <laughs> Um, and also, here's my next question. What is the atmosphere of a Toros game like? You are the game day operations guy. You are the PA guy. You set the tone. What is a Toros game day atmosphere like? Uh, if I had to give one buzzword for the Toros atmosphere, it is electric. Um, we have our rink holds about 2,400. 2, um, we averaged this year 18 17 to 1800, which was up from our COVID year, obviously. Um, there's a huge military base, Air Force Base, just outside of town. We get a huge popular, huge supporting from them. And they're the uh, 69th, right? They're the shout out to the 69th Bomb Squad. There we go. Nice. Um, they uh, they are electric. And just our, our diehard fans that we have, too. Um, there's nothing like coming to the Pepsi rink on a Friday and Saturday night. Um, knowing your fans are going to show up and will definitely, will 100% let you know when things are going good and uh, they will definitely voice their opinion when things are going bad. But there's nothing like um, any of the Minot fans and I will 100% go to bat saying that we have the best fans and not just the league, but in the division as well. I have gotten the pleasure of meeting some of these awesome fans. They are very passionate. And you just, you answered my question, my next one, because you're biased. Because I was going to ask, which NAHL team has the best fans? And you're going to tell me the Toros. But outside of the Toros, who's got the best fans? Um, Ooh, that's a good one. I would honestly say the Bobcats. Um, oh, man. And that, that pains me to say, but... Um, just some having experienced some of the things in another named city that I won't name. Um, oh, Aberdeen. There's a city that I won't name. Personally. My former, my, my former stomping grounds, go I, wings. Shout I, out Aaron I, Smith. I won't name it. Um, but yeah, they Bismarck fans are just as rowdy too. Uh, they have a smaller barn than we do and they come out and they, they make it a really tough atmosphere to play. And um, we've gotten some really big wins down there this year um, and last year too. And just to experience silencing a barn like theirs is fantastic. Have you, have you ever been flipped off by an Aberdeen wings fan? Um, over under probably about 30 times. Oh man, that's back, dude. First, my first years of working in sport, big Aberdeen Wings guy myself. Uh, but I understand it's not for everybody, but I will say I am a big fan of the awesome Bruins atmosphere when I work there. I love the Bruins. I love Craig Patrick and Mike Cooper. They're awesome, awesome they owners. They put on a really good show. I will oh, give, yeah. I, or I'll give Austin a lot of credit. They put on a really good show. They treat, they treat us fantastic as a visiting team. Um, they put us in a really nice hotel. They feed us well. Um, they feed you the Steve pizza, Steve's pizza. I don't know what kind of pizza it is, but it oh. is pretty good. Oh yeah. I, uh, it's Steve's pizza, dude. It's the best. It's, they usually give us pizza on Saturday when we're leaving town. So it's kind of hard to read the box when you know, it's 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night and you're hitting the road in a pitch black suburban. 
um, driving back to Minot for 12 hours. So it's kind of hard to read the box, but whatever pizza it is, shout out to them. It's really good. Yeah, buddy. I will say, though, the central division of the NAHL has got some awesome, awesome fans for sure. Um, oh, absolutely. And uh, the new team, North, the North Iowa Bulls. I went to oh, yeah. uh, their new rink, and that's a really cool rink if you haven't been to it yet. They, uh, the JCPenney's in their mall closed. So they turned a JCPenney's into a hockey rink and it is fantastically done. They have great fans too. When they're in the NA three, we used to scrimmage them with the Bruins and their fans are loud. They come out, oh, yeah. they show out and my, they show up, they show up for both. They still have the NA three team there and now they have the, uh, the North American league team and they, they've done a fantastic job supporting both. There you go. My last question, since we have to have one crazy question before WWYD, uh, what is the wildest thing you've encountered while working in sports? What's one of the wildest stories you have working in sports? Oh, gosh. Um, that's a really good one. Um, I would have to say... Uh, Probably, and this goes back to my trapper days, actually. Um, we had, or as you mentioned in the intro, I did a little pitching for them. And I remember I showed up. It was, I don't remember if it was after we won the Beef Cup in 2019 or if it was just after a walk-off win, but it was a Sunday. And um, it was breast cancer awareness game. And uh, I'm standing on the field with all the interns, including you, Jackson. And Jake Witt called me and asked me if I wanted to pitch that night. And I hadn't thrown a baseball in probably two months. And I ended up going, being the starting pitcher for that night, which was crazy because I woke up that morning not expecting it at all. And uh, let's just say had not prepared myself very mentally that night before or that morning. Uh, and ended up going out and doing pretty well. So I was, that was probably one of the craziest things that I had in pier. I'd say here in Minot, um, we had a game or our um, game three of the playoffs last year uh, against Aberdeen. We were down two games to none and uh, we ended up beating them in double overtime and just experiencing that whole game in double overtime and just sitting in the press box and like my finger on the goal button, just like waiting for us to score or just to be depressed and put on some sad music because our season was over. Um, I was literally sweating. I was, I was actually nervous for that in that game. Um, so that's probably one of the craziest games that I've had here in, in Minot. Awesome. I love it. Working in sports can be so thrilling and it can have its ups and downs, but man, it's, it's, an amazing feeling, but we're right. Are you ready for WWID, Peter? Oh, absolutely. Dustin, you, you good? You ready for WWID? I went through like a spell for probably five minutes where I was just coughing. So I just muted myself. I was like, you got this, <laughs> good. but I'm back. Awesome, dude. Do you want to, do you want to get us rolling on WWID? Yeah, dude, let's get right into it. We got some good stories today, by the way, for you, Peter. Uh, these are, these are some good ones. Our first one, uh, Tom Brady, uh, you know, the GOAT, greatest quarterback of all time, by the way, Jackson Bruce. Uh, he's about to get roasted. The seven-time Super Bowl champion will be the subject of an upcoming Netflix comedy roast. The special will be part of a series of the uh, streamer titled Greatest Roast of All Time, uh, you know, a.k.a. Groat. 
Uh, in addition to being the subject of a roast, which is set to tape in 2023, Tom Brady will also serve as an executive producer in a multi-roast deal. Um, he said, to quote my good friend Marshawn Lynch, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Uh, ref er, referring to the other NFL players 2015 Super Bowl press conference where he answered every question with that phrase. So Tom Brady, uh, hey, he's getting into the entertainment business as well alongside uh, his football playing career. My question for you guys, we'll start with Peter. Which celebrity would you like to roast? Can it be an athlete? Oh, yeah. yes, absolutely. Cody Bellinger. <laughs> Straight up, Cody Bellinger. What, why are you why are you roasting Cody Bellinger? That guy is, as Jackson likes to say, a fraud. I don't. Like, that's a Dustin term. Had, that's a Dustin okay, term. Dustin's Dustin, the fraud yeah, yeah. guy. <laughs> uh, but no, Cody Bellinger. Like I, I just don't think he's good, and I think so many people think that he's a superstar in Major League Baseball. But I just don't like he has, except for his one year that he won MVP. Um, he's not been good i and and for the record mike it's like bellinger's 1a 1b would be carson Wentz. all right all right okay. by the way um dustin's word is fraud i use terms like cheeks buns and booty <laughs> uh, yeah for me my my celebrity i'm roasting i'm, I'm roasting amy schumer one okay. oh, wow. I'm, I'm roasting amy schumer for one because my roast is funny Unlike her roast, unlike any of her comedy, she's not funny. She thinks she's funny. She's not funny. Uh, she's related to Chuck Schumer, and I again, we don't talk politics, but Chuck Chuck Schumer is Chuck Schumer. And uh, you know, just I just have you ever watched an Amy Schumer movie before and laughed? Either of you guys? I haven't watched anything of hers that I've ever laughed at. I, I couldn't remember the last time I watched one. I know I have. I just don't remember what it was or when I watched it. There are a few things I don't remember. I don't remember being born. I don't remember my first birthday, and I don't remember laughing at Amy Schumer. <laughs> so I'm I'm roasting Amy Schumer. How about you, Dustin? So, uh, so my sports uh, athlete would be Chris Bryant um, because now That's he gets to rot his career away in Colorado. By the way, he has a negative WAR this year, and he has not hit a home run for the Rockies yet this season because uh, he's a, a bum and a fraud. My <laughs> My celebrity outside of sports, Juicy Smoulet. Oh, you're going to get juicy. You're going to yeah, get I'm juicy on that. I'm getting juicy with Juicy. <laughs> uh, he, he's just the butt of every funny joke now at this point, you know, after the whole faking the racist thing in Chicago. Um, I don't know. He's just an easy guy to roast for me. So if I now you guys picked athletes, I should probably pick an athlete, too. Yeah, you got you got to give us an athlete. Jay Cutler, probably. But it's like Cutler. it's like he's almost unroastable because like he's so bad. But he, he doesn't care. Too. He he just doesn't care. So maybe Jay Cutler's not the best one. I could probably. I That's could, not who I thought you were going with. Who do you think I was going with? One hundred percent Aaron Boone. Oh, dude, I can't roast Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone made me cry as a kid. I can hate him. I can't roast him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's move on to the next WWID topic. So I don't know about you guys if you've ever, when you were kids, just thrown on a bunch of shirts. But this Idaho man ran a half marathon while wearing 111 T-shirts. David Rush, who's broken more than 200 Guinness World Records to promote STEM education, which that must be a world record in itself. 
um, said it took him 25 minutes for his support team to dress him in 11, 111 shirts before the YMCA famous Idaho Potato Marathon, which that name should not surprise anybody. Um, he completed the half marathon in two hours and 47 minutes and 55 seconds, coming under the three-hour time limit set by the Guinness World Records. And uh, the previous record for this was a British runner who did a half marathon with 82 shirts on. So this guy just absolutely killed this record. But he said that there was complications. It added 40 pounds of added weight and that his arms lost circulation. And after a couple of hours, his hands swelled to what felt like twice the size. And his normally loose wedding ring was a constricted ring and he couldn't even touch his thumb across his hand. So my question to you guys is, what record are you breaking with 111 shirts on? We'll ask you first, Peter. (laughs) Well, I was going to say the world's largest pancake. But if he couldn't touch his thumb to his pinky, then I highly doubt I'd be able to eat a pancake with 100. I I highly doubt I'd be able to get my hand up to my mouth so i want to have to rethink that. you could go you could do the pie eating contest thing just go face first on the big's pancake <laughs> but i also feel like that would constrict you in bending over too i don't think it's very easy to do a lot of things with 111 shirts no, on no by no means no <laughs> but yeah i guess the pie eating one would be the easiest because like you said you can just go face first into it Oh, man. What are you doing, Dustin? What, do you, what record are you going to break with 111 shirts on? This is like the hardest question of all time. This is a, like, I was sitting here thinking about it, man. I'm like, this has got to be one of the hardest questions to answer. Um, I was you know really what? hoping you guys weren't going to pick me to go first, too. because I'm going to try to be the heaviest jockey to ever win a horse race. Mm. Yeah. With 111 shirts on. Too. I mean, because you got to, one, I'm already, um, let's see. I'm currently 75 pounds overweight. So you'd be, uh, you'd be 250, you'd be 115 pounds overweight at that point. Right. So, uh, you, and I, so I couldn't race on a like standardized track. I'd have to go to a bush track, which like bush tracks are like County fairs, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know if a man that's weighed like 240 pounds has ever won a horse race at a bush track. Maybe, Cause uh, you know, all, all bets are off. There are like 70 year olds who are jockeys at bush tracks. But, um, I, th- I think I would try to, I think I would try to break the record for heaviest jockey to ever win a horse race. That's, that's actually very creative. I, I would have never thought about that. You are, you are a big horse race guy. So that makes big sense. Horse race guy. Me, <clears throat> I'm going to rip the collars on every single one of them. And I'm going to set the record for most shirts ripped off. I'm going to make it easy because I don't have the courage to keep all 111 shirts on. So I'm going to rip them off one by one Hulk Hogan style. And I'm going to, I'm going to act like I'm really tough. It's either that or I start ripping phone books. The, you know, the guy who can rip the most phone books, which is just an insane thing to do. That's probably what I would do. I'd probably just rip all the shirts off and say it's my own world record. Have you ever just, Oh, go ahead, Peter. That keto diet's got you thinking crazy. Dude, I, I know. I, dude, I, I'm a wild man these days. My stomach's smaller. Now. My stomach's smaller. 
and uh, I can drink craft beer again, dude. I am I'm acting unusual. He's going off the rails right now. <laughs> this is insane. Yeah. I'm off the rails, dude. I'm you I'm wild. Put back in the check or something like we. This is getting a little, this is getting a little out of hand, Jack. Dude, send me send me back to Hawaii. Send me back to Hawaii. <laughs> All right, you know, it. And for me, I, I'm done with vacations for a while. Yeah, dude. It's I'm da- retired. You're you're down bad a little bit. <laughs> I'm not gonna get into it, but I'm down horrendous. Horrendous, dude. Horrendous. Never, never going back to Charleston, South Carolina, ever again. See you, Charleston. Boo, we'll River Dogs. <laughs> Just come to Charleston, West Virginia. Oh, there we go. Hey, there. there you go. That'll work. You can see the Dirty Birds play there. Hey, I'm all right with that. You are, hey, you are a Dirty Bird. Hat, by the way, I'm sorry, dude. I, it was a long weekend. Dude, it's okay. I got your Celtsy hat ready. Let's go. I, hey, I come back on Monday. Dude, I know. I've been counting down the days, dude. I, I, I even said it to, like yesterday. I was talking to Megan before she left. She's in Jacksonville, by the way. Shout out, Megan. Uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, her boyfriend wanted to make up with her, so he g- gave her a free trip to Jacksonville. So she's hey, like, I'm not going to turn that down. Absolutely. I'm heading. Dude, Megan, Megan's flight. winning. She's got a dub on her hands, dude. But we should probably get into the next one. Yeah, let's get into the next one. Um, so th- this happened in Peru. Um, during a funeral, all of a sudden, people at this funeral heard banging. Well, the woman in the casket. Define banging. Um, like like knocking. Oh, like knocking. oh okay. Yeah, they're banging. <laughs> they're, she's banging. She's banging in the casket, Jackson. Oh. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, the funeral was interrupted after this this knocking sound came from the coffin. Well, this woman had gotten in a uh, very serious car accident, and uh, you know I don't know if it put her in a coma or or what happened, but suddenly she had awakened from her injuries. And she was actually alive. So they don't do the whole like embalming thing in Peru, I guess. Um, and so, yeah, she's actually alive. They took her to a hospital. And uh, as far as I know, she's still alive. So my question for you guys is, what would you guys be doing if you start here knocking or banging at a funeral? Peter, we'll start with you. Actually, shout out NBC News on Snapchat. I actually heard this story last week. And apparently she died. So oh, she oh, did no. die. Not so bummer, but yeah, she ended up. Re- they put took her to the hospital, and then she ended up passing away there from the injuries. Um, but what would I do if I heard that? I am one thousand percent finding the closest weapon I can because you know zombie apocalypse is occurring. Okay. That's what I would do. This I like that. This reminds me of one of my favorite scenes in Scrubs. JD is trying to get out of the hospital undetected, yes. and he gets into a body bag, and he's yes. with. And Doug, who's the mortician there, uh, is like the cow- most cowardly guy on earth. And so JD's in the body bag, and he goes, and he he says something about um, first floor, please. And Doug takes the fire extinguisher out uh, off the elevator and starts hitting him. Hitting the body bag. And JD goes, Doug, what are you doing? He goes, Well, I thought you were dead. You were dead. And he goes, Why would you hit me if I talked and I was supposed to, and I was supposed to be dead? He goes, Because dead people are supposed to be dead. And that's how I feel. <laughs> I dead people dead people are supposed to be dead. I'm freaking out, dude. I <laughs> I start I'll start rattling that coffin around. 
I'll find a fire extinguisher and I'll start smacking people. I, I don't know, dude. You gotta, you can't, I guess knocking, I guess you could knock. I, I, I don't know what I'd be more freaked out about if it was knocking or if it's like screaming, like, Hey, get me out of here. I think I'd rather hear the get me out of here because the knocking just sounds so sinister. Right. You know, you know I'm with you there. So I'm, I'm smacking somebody with a fire extinguisher more than likely, unless they're yelling. If they yell and they say, <laughs> Hey, I'm not dead in here. You know, because zombies can't really talk, according to every zombie movie and show I've ever seen. So maybe vocalize that you're not dead instead of knocking. I think that will help your cause so that you don't get smacked. Either that or do like the two bits thing. Like just knock back on the coffin. And if they respond back with um, the correct thing, then, you know, they're alive. That's true. That's true. Because then at least, you know, they have a brain still. Exactly. I like it. What are you doing, Dustin? Dude, so, you know, sometimes you got to go to your haters' funeral, right? Oh, yeah. Make sure. Dustin's got a bunch sure. of haters. Yeah. I showed up to my haters' funeral just to make sure they were dead. Yeah. Uh, so, so you know, I'm at my haters' funeral, and uh, all of a sudden I hear knocking. I'm just, you know, I'm saying, yo, let's speed this up a little bit. Let's get this Let's get this casket in the, in the car. Let's get this show on the road. I'm not opening it up, not doing anything. You know, actually, you know what? If it was, let's say we're at, like, the visitation part. I might like spit on him. Oof! Oh, wow! Give him the old yeah. Roberto Alomar. Yeah, a little. <laughs> Jeez! Cool. You're an you know animal. You're an animal. My my uh, my haters need to stay dead. You feel me? So uh, <laughs> yeah, if, I, if I'm at my haters' funeral, I'm not helping out. I'm saying let's get this show on the road. Let's close this casket up and let's get out of here. Dude, you're you're an animal. Spitting. Uh, dude, I'm off the I'm off the chains right now. Dude, you're off the chains. You're down bad. I'm I'm insane because I just got off keto. Dude, we're not mentally right. <laughs> we need to be stopped. We need to be stopped. But you know what's not gonna stop is the flow of alcohol. If you buy this uh, bottle of scotch, there's this bottle of scotch that is five foot eleven, standing taller than most men. And it's coming from, it's a 32-year-old McCallan will go under the hammer at Edinburgh-based Lion and Turnbull next month. Not only is it the biggest bottle of scotch in the world, it's also expected to become the, one of the most expensive. By volume, it holds more than three times as much liquid as an average bathtub, which comes in at around 100 liters if you fill it to the, to the overflow. So this thing, they're thinking it could, it could be around, I don't know what currency is in england this is a uk thing i think it's pounds is it fifty thousand pounds yeah okay yeah so this thing's gonna be fifty thousand pounds and it has more liquor in it than you can fit in a bathtub it's so my question to you guys what are you gonna do with this bottle if you bought it i'm drinking out of the robbie cup with it the robertson cup oh yeah i got nahl you gotta win it first well, yeah, we got to win it first. You got, or you could just make a quick jump to the St. Cloud Norseman real quick. Shout out Norseman. Um, yeah, I would 100% like either that or I'm throwing a crazy party with a cover charge. How big is this cover charge? Depends on how many people are coming. Dude. I'd say any, at least 30 bucks. Dude, I say 100 bucks. Hundred bucks. People just people will just want to say they drank out of the biggest bottle of liquor of all time. It yeah, is Guinness Book certified, by the way, as the biggest. 
I guess you are trying to turn a profit on that. So yeah, probably 100, 150. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. You're going to drink it out of the Robbie cup. Like you're going to chug this stuff. Bottoms up, man. <laughs> All right. Now, now I know Peter's off the rails too. <laughs> Bottoms up. <laughs> Bottoms up, baby. I love it. What are you doing, Dustin? What are you going to do with this bad boy? Oh man, you know what? I'm getting on uh I'm getting on a boat. I'm getting on a boat with uh Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. And uh we're just going to throw the bottle from one boat to another just like Dude, you're not going to be able to throw this bottle? Yeah, we're throwing the bottle. Dude, dude, I don't Me even and think Bob Gronkowski are picking that thing up. You know how big I am right now, bro? How big you are? I know, dude. I'm about to I'm about to post the uh FaceTime pic of you flexing. Oh, no, not with the cowboy hat on. Oh, with the cowboy hat on. No, but you know how messed up Tom Brady was, like, when he stepped off the boat? That's yeah. That's we're going to be. That was tequila, though. That was avocado tequila. This is a five foot eleven bottle. Yeah, alcohol. you're not throwing that around. What do you mean? You're not throwing that around. I'm getting, dude, I'm getting Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski ain't picking this thing I'm up. I'm getting all the boys. We're going to attempt it, at least. Dude, have you picked it. up, like, a bottle of Crown? This thing's, like... A million times the size. Like you're I'm not picking you, this thing up right now. I just need a little help, dude. For the record, I'm also glad you didn't say Cowboys. Like Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott. Like at oh least no, you, at least you're an L. At they're least an L. you picked a winning team. Yeah, oh. they're now. I just like to make Jackson mad because he thinks Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback of all time. Dude, he's the most talented quarterback of all time. <laughs> it's not the greatest quarterback of all time though. He will be after he gets a couple more Super Bowls. He's not, dude. There's no more Super Bowls to be had. He's dude. Done. Next year, next year, He's they done. just signed. They just signed Jair Alexander to an extension, which cleared up even more cap space, even more. It's all talk, man. It's all talk, and then they're gonna back it up, baby. You know what I'm doing with this thing? First off, I'm gonna take one. I'm. You know who's a Scotch guy? Your dad. Aaron Rodgers is a Scotch guy, so I'm gonna call up my boy A. Rodge. I'm gonna have the first first one with him. My boy Aaron Rodgers and I, we're going to share a drink. Because you want to bring up Aaron Rodgers, I'll bring up Aaron Rodgers. We'll have a, he's a Scotch guy, we'll have the first drink. And then after that, dude, I might just pour it in a bath and sit in it to see if I feel anything anymore. I'm just kidding. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, wait, I'm not wait, that dark. Wait, wait, is there something you need to tell us? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not that dark. I don't know, man. Uh, I think, I think I could open up like a bar in my, in my basement or something. And just and see how because you know this is like gonna be in demand because it's the biggest bottle of all time. Instead of a cover charge, I'll do a hundred bucks a shot. I'll make myself some cash. I'll bring it to everybody here at the office so they can have some on uh, for free. And then, dude, I'm just gonna open up a little little one one trick pony liquor shop and just start pouring out shots with Aaron Rodgers at the grand opening. Are, are you going to, like, bring the Pat McAfee show with him? Ooh, that would be good. That would be That's good. Exciting. Yeah, I'd, I'd bring old Pat McAfee if he wants to come. Then he could come on the podcast. Love that. We can go on his. He can go on ours. Yeah, and then we'll have millions of followers. Pat McAfee going to start jumping off the bar? In his in in his, in his, his sleeveless? In his yeah, in his WWE stuff? No, he's going he's gonna to be in his sleeveless South Dakota State University hoodie. That's what he's going to be doing. It's going to be like college game day all over again. I love it. I'm with it. All right. Not the Aaron Rodgers part, but the rest of it. Oh, you you love Rodgers. There's nothing wrong with Aaron Rodgers, dude. He's the best quarterback in the league currently. 
Okay. He is. Who, okay. Who won the last two MVPs? Okay. Who won the last two MVPs? Who didn't win a Super Bowl? Aaron Rodgers has won a Super Bowl, so there I you go. He, I know he has. So there one, you go. Who hasn't won one in years? Who hasn't won one in years? Ben Roethlisberger hadn't won one in years. Okay, well Ben Roethlisberger still has more. Get out of here, Ben Roethlisberger's a bum. He's a fraud. Get that. I'm ben, having flashbacks to the summer of 2019. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger might be heavier than than this bottle here. It's okay. Yeah, it is we've okay. Got, we've got Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky now, so. Oh, good yeah, luck. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you no, you got you got to get Duck Hodges back, dude. Duck was the goat for three weeks. He was that good was on another one. Uh, I suppose we should probably we should probably say goodbye to Peter. Unfortunately, it's closing time. It is closing time. Peter, do you have any have any shout outs you want to put out before we uh, let you go? Uh, yeah. Shout out Lake Erie College. You know they're always doing great things over there in uh, Cleveland. Um, huge shout out to, uh, you Jackson and Jesse, congratulations on, uh, on the wedding a couple weeks ago. It was, it was a wonderful ceremony and, uh, thank you. Um, really enjoyed seeing them, seeing everyone there. Um, had a blast and then, uh, shout out country roads. Take me home to the place I belong. Western Virginia. No, West Virginia. <laughs> you, you want me to go on a uh, Dustin, I'm about to go on a rant like do Jackson. It, do it. Oh, my I gosh, can't dude. Do it. I can't do it. He needs Jack, it. Jackson's seen it too many times. It's, dude, it would take too long. It would take too long. He get, I love it. He'll get angry. So we better let you go, Peter. Thank you so much for stopping by, everyone. Peter Theodos, Director of Game Day Operations for the Minot Minotauros, owner of a 12.08 career ERA at Lake Erie College. Thank you so much for coming on, my man. Hey, I really appreciate you coming on. This was last minute, and then uh, – I uh, I love the podcast, guys. Thank you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. We are back with everybody's favorite segment. We've got Short Stack on the line right now. Short Stack, how you doing? And where are you at? What you hauling? Hey, boys. Welcome back from your trips. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. I'm out here still working. <laughs> Just a blue-collared man. I don't have a trip planned at all going to Hawaii or North Carolina or anything. Love it. We love it. So, I, I, where are you at? I'm in. Um, I'm hauling local this week. I'm in. Uh, I'm in Nebraska, and I'm hauling soybeans. Soybeans. Okay, we like that. That's a more. Uh, that's a more short stack style. You were hauling some different stuff. You know, the last couple of weeks when you were my co-host and all that good stuff. Um, it's nice to have you back. Everyone's favorite segment. Of where you at? What you hauling? We've got a we've got a crazy story for you today, Short Stack. Um, this this woman down in Peru, she was in a car accident, a really bad car accident. They thought she passed away, and uh, they don't do funerals like they do up here. Like there's no like embalming. They just basically put you in a casket, they bury you, and you know, so long. Well, this woman actually, uh, doctors believed she got put into like a self-induced coma because of how bad this car accident was. Well, she woke up at her funeral. And people started hearing knocking, and uh, it just happened to be this lady who was in her own casket ready to be buried. They ended up taking her to a local hospital, and she still passed away. But um, our question for you is, what would you do if you started to hear knocking in a funeral? So they just, <laughs> they just throw him in a casket, and ah, she's dead. Throw Pretty much, from the sounds of it. So apparently they're 
their uh, technology and their doctoring isn't quite as advanced as we got. Right, right. Oh, man, if somebody was... If I was at a funeral and I heard knocking, I'd have that... I'd probably have that Scooby-Doo look on my face and my head would come up and like... Raggy, <laughs> I love it. I'd I know, like kids, you're just so shocked. You're like, what the, like, what's going on right now? I just kind of walk around the casket and knock on a little bit, see if there's, you know, you can play a little knock knock game or. <laughs> I love it. Maybe maybe peek in it. How a better question, Dustin is. How would you feel to be that woman? Right. <laughs> got buried. And then to like. <laughs> I mean, to still die at the hospital, you know, like just a waste of time <laughs> at that point. Did she end up dying then? Yeah, we yeah, found that she... out after we were talking about it with Peter. He said that she actually died at the hospital later. So she had, so she had two funerals. Yeah. yeah. Unfair. That's typical woman. How many people have had two funerals? Greedy. That's, I mean, that's got to be almost a record, right? Having two funerals. How do you give the sermon? You're like. As we gather here today, again. Okay. <laughs> someone check the casket. Better, yeah, someone <laughs> check it one more time. Somebody poke this bee. <laughs> she's gone. Start rattling the casket a little bit. I think she's gone now, boys. <laughs> Short stack, you got anything else for us today? I know today's kind of been a, a, a shorter where you at, what you hauling, because we've had a – we were a little behind schedule, and uh, our past, our, our interview before this went a little long. But you got anything else for us today? Well, it's kind of been a rainy, gloomy day, and I just kind of, I just try to pick myself up sometimes, you know. And I just, you know, next time you're feeling down, remember life is is all about perspective. You know, this can go out to all the listeners, and Dustin, you need to hear this. Whoa, wait a minute. Hey, I, yo. <laughs> hey, let's just yo. say, let's just say it's all about perspective, okay? I have a okay. friend who I have a friend who has sex 2-3 times a week. He exercises twice a day. He reads two books a week. Yet every day he complains about how much he hates prison. You know, it's <laughs> it's, it's what it's what you got. Right. Deal with it. <laughs> Make the best of it. I love it. Get yourself a boyfriend. <laughs> who, who would have thought Short Stack here with the life advice? I like it. <laughs> I'm with it. We love it, Short Stack. Short Stack, thanks for the time. Sorry he's a little short today. We'll be better again. Uh, well, I guess we go back tomorrow as well because we had to delay the podcast today. But we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for stopping in real quick, and uh, we'll see you soon. Later. Well, uh, you know, Short Stack giving us some words of wisdom, Jackson. Uh, we, we always love Short Stack coming in, and he's usually the funny guy. Today he was funny, and he was also uh, kind-hearted. Funny and philosophical, that man. Yeah, there you go. That, that's a better word for it. Um, love to hear from Short Stack, as always. He'll be on the podcast tomorrow for Where You At, What You Hauling, as well. And, uh, again, we want to apologize for not getting this episode out on Monday, obviously with me traveling back and – I, I, I had so many delays, Jackson. I had a delay. Uh, they, they canceled my flight to Chicago. I had to pick one up going to Houston, which was like a two-hour and 30-minute flight. And then my flight from Houston, Omaha, got delayed. 
I finally got on a plane at 11 o'clock at night, got into Omaha at 1.10 in the morning. Then the uh, jet bridge would not connect to the aircraft. So I was stuck on the aircraft for another 15 minutes until they figured out how to put that on. And then I had to drive two hours home and I didn't get to sleep until 3.30 in the morning. So uh, that's why we could not uh, schedule a podcast for yesterday. We apologize for that, but finally getting it out here um, today. Let's get through our go-to topics, and then we'll call it a day here. Let's start off with sports logos. Jackson, what's your what's your go-to sports logo? My go-to sports logo? Classic-wise, I'd say the Green Bay Packers. Okay. The G is, it's, the G is iconic. Uh, a lot of high school teams copy it. Georgia Bulldogs copied it. Um, the green and gold is just iconic. And I, I know I'm a Packer fan. I would say the same thing about the Yankees NY, though. But I think the Packers one is, uh, it's just, Packers are truly one of America's uh, big success stories. And so uh, the, the G really represents that. So I go with the Packers for professional sports, minor league sports, dude. There's so many good ones. So many good ones. But I will say my favorite is the Akron Rubber Ducks. Akron, Ohio, baby, shout out. Been to a few games as the Ducks. Shout out to my boy Jimmy. There, He is the uh, assistant general manager of operations out there. Great guy. Lived with him for a while. Uh, but the Akron rubber duck, if you haven't seen it, it is a duck. But because Akron is known for uh, being home of Goodyear, it's actually got a tire tread on its head as a feather. It's awesome. Look it up if you haven't. Packers, rubber ducks. Love it. Uh, so my... I'm not going to be biased, so I'm not going to say the Cardinals, although I do love St. Louis's logo. Um, I'm going to go with the old, and I'm, I don't want to get political here with this. I really don't want to get political with this, but uh, the old Cleveland Guardians logo, like when they were the Cleveland Indians. Chief Wahoo? Chief Wahoo was great. I love Oh, that. I can't agree with that. I can't agree with that. But I'll, t- I'll keep my... I can't agree with no, that. No. I, actually, I didn't mind, like, without... I mean, you got to take the politics out of it. Um I didn't mind the logo. I thought it was kind of a, a cool logo, but you know, I might get roasted on Twitter for that. You might, I like the Redskins logo. Redskins logo is awesome. Yeah. I think it, I think it's very, very, uh, I think, I think it's good. I, I like the uh, fighting Sioux logo too. I'm not against native American logos. Uh, you know, I like the Seminoles and everything. I just, I just don't like cheap Wahoo. but that's, but that's my opinion. We're not going to get into that. That's fair. That's, that's fair. You got a minor league logo you like? Um, dude, honestly, I'm not, I haven't got into like minor league baseball that much. Um, so I really, I mean, if I had to say one, I would probably say like the Savannah bananas. Oh yeah. You got to love the bananas. By the way, short sack just like figured out who the, bananas how did he just figure that out, dude? I don't know, but the bananas are awesome. Uh, they have a ton of great clips. We should try to get somebody from the Savannah bananas on the pod. I, I could try to email Jesse Cole. I've actually emailed him before. And we had, we had some back and forth when I was the general manager of the trappers. There is a kid who plays for the Lincoln salt dogs, mm-hmm. um, who was on the party animals. And I thought about like DMing him because he doesn't have like he, his following isn't that big yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought about like hitting him up and seeing if he'd want to come on and talk a little bit. There's a guy who know. played for the Surf Valley Sabre dogs in the expedition league last year, who will be playing for the Savannah bananas this year. Really? Yeah. Yep. And uh, actually, one of my former uh, interns worked for the Macon Bacon, the Savannah okay. Bananas breakfast bowl rival. Shout Garrett out, Richard. That's who I was talking about. If you haven't, uh, go check out the Savannah Bananas Twitter account. There's a video of him. Like, he comes out of the dugout smoking a cigar. He walks up to the batter's box and then hands a cigar to the umpire. 
and I, knocks dude, a base hit. They get so swaggy. They got the bat that's on fire, dude. They got they got big chains. They dude, they do awesome stuff in the offseason. So they can do a lot more like during the winter ball and the exhibition stuff they do. They can do a lot more crazy things, which is awesome right. for entertainment. And then during the season, though, they are collegiate summer ball. They are a series team. They actually won the championship last year. And, uh, really? But, yeah, awesome. But they still do awesome stuff like their players who choreograph dances and all that. They play games in kilts. They just do awesome stuff. And also, uh, Jesse Cole, their owner, who's uh, the man in the yellow tuxedo, he's written up one book, Find Your Yellow Tux. I've read that. It's awesome. It really helped me think outside the box. And then he just published a book called Fans First. And I have pre-ordered it. It should be here tomorrow. I'm really excited to read that. He is a he's an entertainment and uh, promotions genius. So Love definitely it. go check out the Spanish Bananas. Love it. All right, All right our, ne- our next go to topic. You want to bring us into the next one? Speaking of the breakfast bowl with the bacon, the making bacon and the Savannah Bananas, what is the goat breakfast food? The goat breakfast food. Ooh. So I actually had IHOP when I was in Charleston this weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can never go wrong. And I, I just, I love this combo. Some hash browns with cheese on it. You got to have cheese on it. Cheesy hash browns and, are good. Uh, and then some sunny side up eggs with toast. Okay. You, know, you dip the toast in the yolk. Oh, oh, it's to die for. I, I, and it might be simple. I don't care. I'm a simple guy. I live a, I live a simple life. Yeah. Um, I, I, you can never go wrong with some hash browns with cheese and some sunny side up uh, eggs with some toast. That's just my go-to. That's that is a safe answer right there. Mine, breakfast burrito. Okay. Uh, I, I make like some killer breakfast burritos with the wife. We made some in Hawaii. Uh, you get some Jimmy Dean sausage, like spicy sausage, the hot sausage. Uh, get that all made up. Then you get some eggs, make them all scrambled. You get some hash browns. Cook up the hash browns really good, so they're kind of crispy. And then uh, you you melt some cheese in it wrap it up like mix it up and uh you put it in a tortilla you can make a big old batch of it throw it in your fridge microwave it up dude it's really good also taco john's shout out has amazing breakfast burritos i don't eat much fast food breakfast but the meat and potato breakfast burrito with bacon at taco john's slam dunk the best fast food breakfast item in the world love it all right our last one today brand of water Jackson, what's your go-to? You go to the gas station, you're thirsty, you just want some water. What brand are you buying? Dude, I don't even drink water. <laughs> I drink water very, very rarely. People wonder why I don't get hungover. It's because I live my life dehydrated. We love it. If I had to pick, uh, anything but the tap water probably in pure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the tap water here will make your insides brown. Um which is getting fixed. We got the new water treatment plant going up. So shout out to the city of Pier for making us healthier. But um, yeah, I if I had to pick a brand, I'd probably just pick whatever's the cheapest at the gas station. So nothing in like particular. You're not, you know, you're not. Oh, okay, this brand I'm getting you like every time. One I do when I'm feeling fancy, I'll buy a bottle of Fiji. Okay. The bottle is sweet. It is, it is a sweet bottle, and it makes you just like you feel feel rich. I do. I do feel rich. I remember buying a bottle of Fiji water at an airport. Paid like $6 for it. But it was a big one. Oh, Lord. But then I bought it at like a gas station, and then I realized it's not all that expensive. It's like two fifty. So for water, I guess that might, might be expensive. But I'll take Fiji just because the bottle is cool and I feel rich. Okay. I like that answer. I like that answer. Uh, you can never go wrong with like some country well water. 
You you're I'm a big water guy, good. aren't you? Yeah, actually, yeah, I am now because I don't drink a lot of pop or soda, whatever you guys like to call it. I got hounded this weekend for calling it pop. Like Dude, South Carolina hated it. They were like, "What's pop and soda?" We haven't even had a South Carolina listener yet, so I'm gonna say it. South Carolina, get it together. Get it together. That that whole state needs to get it together. Get it together. The vibes are off. There's nothing right with that state. No. Um, but you know, I, I just I always go with the Aquafina. Aquafina's good. Good Pepsi product. Yeah, you know, I'm an Aquafina guy. There's some people Whatever. who live and die by Dasani though. No, oh, I I used to drink Dasani in high school, and then someone was like, it literally just makes you more thirsty. And the more I got to think about it, like, they're right. Coca Cola, they're wilding. They're wilding over there. I don't know what they're doing. They're putting stuff in it. That way, I get more thirsty. But uh, I usually just go with Aquafina. It's it's usually the cheapest. No, no Poland Springs. No, no. No nice from Walgreens. No, not a big nice guy. Not a big nice guy. Just strict, just strictly Aquafina. Quafina, usually. Yeah, dude. Sometimes I just like to. Sometimes I just like the the water cooler here at DRG Media Group. And that's all. That's all you can ask for. Mm-hmm. I think water all tastes the same. I love it. I love it. I'm not a big water guy. I, you know, we're the opposite there. We are the opposite there. That's all right so. though. That's all right though. All right, all right, man. What do you think? We we wrap this up. This was a longer podcast. This but is a we record. Have to give you all something. We had to give you all something because Jackson's back and we're finally all together. So I love it, man. It's good to be back and uh, we'll be here again tomorrow. And we only this tomorrow is the last podcast we'll be apart. Yes, it will be. I'm so excited to have you back in studio. Don't make me cry, dude. Do not make me cry. Dude, you're probably crying all weekend because you miss me so much. It's going to be an emotional weekend. It's my last weekend at the, the horse races and then I'm back in South Dakota and we'll see where life takes us from there. Give, give me a big old hug. Yep. One one foot in front of the other, and we move forward. I love it. I love philosophical Dustin now. Right. I know. I know. Getting a little emotional right now. Getting a little emotional. All right. Let's wrap this thing up. We appreciate y'all. Thank you for uh, – thanks for always listening. And uh, we've actually extended out to Canada as well. So Canada, Canada, Brazil, everywhere, dude. We're worldwide. Yes. We are. This is the worldwide prestige worldwide tour of the Outside Scoop podcast. We love y'all. Thank you for listening. Keep sharing it with your friends and family. Put it on your Facebook. Share it with your step uncle. I don't care. Just uh, get the word out about the Outside Scoop. We're back, baby. We're back. Share it with your local Arby's manager. Yes. Yes. I love it. We'll see you guys. We'll see you all next time. Episode 16 coming out tomorrow. Outside Scoop. We love you. See ya.